Welcome to Worlds Collide, the wrestling card podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans, featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer, I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger and better collection and making some money along the way. What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another episode of Worlds Collide. I'm Zan from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm Tony with WrestlingTradingCards.com, and I'm laughing so hard because I just don't know the direction of where this is going to go. <laughs> Off the rails. That's where this is going. You've heard about it. We've talked about it. Today is the first, I guess we're going to call this installment episode of Worlds Collide After Dark, which means anything goes, uh, probably still wrestling related, but uh, today we've got an let's, interesting... Let's hope that it is still relaxing. Oh yeah, hope. well, there's no telling really, but... <laughs> Uh, hopefully we'll be able to bring you some entertainment and maybe some interesting information uh got a a few topics to talk about today uh tony you actually came up with well i think i said i was going to just start a show called this and then you start talking about and i I, want to i want to preference all this right now by the way come (laughs) right out of the gate and be clean and full transparency first off okay one uh this episode will be recorded with zero notes by either one of us this is 100% ad-libbed, 100% improvised, 100% off the top of our head of whatever the hell our topic is going to be. It's also being recorded at almost midnight my time. So does that, I think that qualifies as after dark. It sure does. Yeah. So this is not Skinamax, folks. This is just <laughs> after dark. <laughs> Although there's, there, there may be some interest, there may be some details that kind of lead down that route. Right, let's just go. Let's just go with this. So the one topic that you brought up that I wanted to talk about, because I've actually just had a huge fascination with it, which will lead into some other discussions is wrestling e-feds. And I think maybe we may be dating both of ourselves by even talking about e-feds. Yes, internet was a thing because it is e-feds. But the fact that these existed and were such a huge thing, I never got to participate in them. So I'm going to be really interested in what you have to say, Tony, because I knew so much about them. I just never got to participate. So the floor is yours to kick off the first episode of After Dark. Well, let me ask you for right off the let me that. After Dark. <laughs> I gotta get that sound bite. He has a sound bite. After Dark. Let's put, put some reverb um, on it so it goes dark, 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 dark. Dark, 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 dark. dark. <laughs> yeah. And we, we gotta get a female to do that for us, though. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you knew so much about it. Why did you not get involved in it? First off, without getting into it, why did you not get involved? I don't, I honestly, at the time that I was knowing about it, it was, I didn't, I didn't have a home internet connection. I only had internet at college. So I was like Googling stuff. I was still getting wrestling magazines. So, and we'll touch on something else involved with e-feds and wrestling magazines and stuff like that. Um, I understood the premise though, because when, when I was growing up, my favorite thing to do was book wrestling cards with my figures and book these, you know, you'd always get those after mags that were like, you know, Steve Austin versus Goldberg, who wins in the fantasy yeah. match. So I would, I would write out these dream, cards. Dream match. Yeah. I, I would take that information and I'd start making these tournament brackets out of just, just writing these things down, making my own promotions. And then like having fantasy matches using dice rolling, which is a, another there, those things actually exist now that you can play. But 
I've always just had a fascination with fantasy booking. And then I found, oh, there's this thing where people actually do this, make up their own characters, which is like role-playing games, which I'm also a huge fan of role-playing games. So I was like, role-playing game and wrestling, and it's actually happening in real time. This is this is amazing. I just never got to participate. I, on the other hand, participated. <laughs> Let's hear it. Big time. I um I got involved in it. I got involved in it when I was working for a startup company called Air Media, which has long since been out of business. It was, it was my first computer job. I came from a life of retail. My whole life was retail. And when I worked at Best Buy in Southern California, we opened the first Best Buy, which is a Minneapolis-based company, but we opened the first Best Buy in California in um, uh, Mission Viejo, California, store 101. And my immediate supervisor manager uh, was... Um, uh, very much um, into computers and stuff. So when he got let go and it was kind of a blessing for him, I eventually got fired from that job. That's the only job I've ever been fired from uh, because quite frankly, my attitude sucked. I didn't like a lot of things, the direction the company was taking, but that's a whole different story. That's what we're talking about. Anyhow, so I ended up working for the same company that my friend Ken ended up working for a startup computer company doing push technology, which was using like Motorola paging system to push out being connected to the internet without being connected to the internet. So we're talking um, mid nineties, okay? So um, you had this thing called an air media tower, like a little thing that sit on your desk like that. I even did to the point where I did a demo, I went to the CES show and we had a little section at the Panasonic booth. And Panas I think it's Panasonic. Yeah, Panasonic is owned by a Dutch company. And so every 30 minutes they had like the stomp, you know, that, that, that stomp uh, play. That, mm -hmm. that, that yeah. musical the, called the, Stomp. Uh -huh. The group, yeah. So every 30 minutes, yeah, the Stomp, the Stomp group would come out and do their bit every 30 minutes. I had to hear that every 30 minutes, all day, <laughs> every day, each day for the, the, the duration of that because I was doing our Air Media Live on mobile stuff, which was, like, they called them um, little, like little, little tablets. There was like little mm -hmm. tablets, the first generation of tablets, you know, it's like that. And I ended up actually doing a demo for Bill Gates. Cool. I didn't know I was doing a demo for Bill Gates. I had, I had two... Uh, you know, Asian gentlemen that were there, you know, watching me do this stuff and using our air media live. So I, and I was fin finished doing my demonstration and they were like, Oh, they were very happy about it. And I turn around and there's Bill Gates standing right behind me, you know, t-shirt, jeans, sneakers, you know, richest man in the world, you know, and of course all security is all dressed in the nines, yeah. but him, he's just a regular guy. And he's like, hmm, interesting product. And he walked away and that was it. That was my only interaction with Bill Gates, you know? And, uh, so from there, that was my first experience of being on the internet. And I knew nothing. Like I had to, I, I kind of lied my way into my job. You know, like, oh, I, my, my, my friend Ken says like, oh, I know you can do this job. It's quality assurance, running scripts and stuff like that, doing, running test cases, trying to break the product. I go, okay, I'll try. I mean, I don't even know. I had to call you, had to install Doom on my computer. I know I had no idea how to do that. Oh, that's, that's sending and, back some yeah. flashbacks for me. <laughs> yeah. It was on, it was on like a floppy. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. You know, I remember do, put, doing and, the, I remember Doom typing in the DOS you know, doing all that yes. nonsense. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I had to learn how to do that. And so he would, and so I knew nothing. And, uh, he gave me a crash course on visual basic and da, 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 da. like, what, I didn't retain a lot of that stuff. But I retained enough to just kind of, you know, BS my way into, into my job, which coincidentally like eight months later, I ended up having, they, they gave me the position of my manager without her knowing about it. And I had to lay her off. Oh. <laughs> so that was, that was, 
it was a awkward. weird experience. So it was really awkward. And um, so while I'm there and I'm trying to learn things, I had some downtime. So and not not to be uh, confused with the after evening time when the vice president of the company goes, okay, everybody stop at six o'clock at night. We're all playing Duke Nukem. So we're all playing Duke Nukem. <laughs> I, I'm playing multi. And so I'm playing, and then I started playing from Duke Nukem. I started playing Shadow Warrior and, yeah. doing that. and it's all these, you know, just fun stuff playing to like the wee hour. I knew when I was going home, listening to Howard Stern came out at five o'clock our time like that in the morning. I just knew it was like, oh my God, Howard's on. It's really late. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I should just get a futon and stay in my office back. I get back to the <laughs> office. Um, and uh, I started dabbling, looking at the internet going, oh, I get like wrestling news sites, you know, mm-hmm. like all these dirt sheets, you know, they call them dirt sheets now, but these news sites. So I came across this website called Savage Championship Wrestling. <laughs> and it was like a news site. And the guy's name is Joseph, Joseph Navert, Navert, super cool guy who I've never met in my life. Talked to him on the phone a couple of times, never met him. He says, I, and I was getting information. Like I had some information, inside information from local stuff, like local, local indie stuff. Da, da, da. And he goes, Hey, maybe you should write some stuff on my website. And I go, I, 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 I don't, I barely know how to do email. I don't know how to do that. You know, <laughs> why I'm in this company. I have no idea. <laughs> and um, he's like, no, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you access to the site. And here's a page and just free to do whatever you want. The best way to learn Tony is just jump into play it with it. Yeah. And jump into it. So I'm like, okay. So I went in, I started teaching myself HTML and looking at like, I'm just copy and pasting. I go, Oh, it does that. Look at the source code and kind of plan it. And before you knew it, I was writing a section of his website. You know, I was handling doing a section for like news. And he goes, Hey, you, you want to do this thing called, uh, you know, e-wrestling. What, what the hell is that? Explain it to me. It's like a role-playing type thing where you go on and you assume a character and you kind of role-play this stuff. And I go, well, how do you determine? Like, I know it's like, you know, it's already predetermined in real life, but how do you predetermine this on, on? It's very similar. Some of them actually running, uh, he ran this, this program that would run a simulation of a match. Oh, cool. And so you would throw in like, I'm not sure how it really works. Like he gave me the program once. I didn't know how it worked, but you'd run in and use like, okay, so here's, you know, wrestler A and wrestler B and wrestler A has these attributes based on how it builds and wrestler B has these attributes. And then uh, you would give like these special, I don't know, and you run it and it would simulate this off it, uh, wrestler A throws wrestler B off the term, you know, off the, the ropes and it gives them a clothesline, falls down. It was very detailed how it do these line by line things and it would give you a winner at the end. So it was sort of randomized based on what the program did, but the person who input the information can kind of finag a little bit, you know, to kind of really ensure that this person was going to win kind of thing. So I thought that was kind of cool. And so I said, well, how do you play? And he's like, well, we have a message board. And what you do is you go on the message board and you cut promos. I go, what do you mean you go and cut promos? <laughs> you write up, you write, you write up your promos. The more detail you put into it, the better it was. And the better that the promoter would go. It's like, Hey, I like this guy. This guy cuts a good promo. He really is detailed with his stuff. So it really tapped into your writing skills a little bit, which I never was really a writer. I, I just would do, you know, and so I go on there and I see people start putting picture bases of who they are. So I, you'd have a guy who would use triple H as his picture base and call himself, 
something something Gunderson or something like that. Like, you know, my name is, you know, Xavier something Gunderson and really playing the picture base of like early Triple H playing the Hunter Hearst Helmsley role of like the snobby guy, you know, it's like that. So they weren't um, and they weren't necessarily would... like blatantly ripping him off saying oh, I'm gonna be Triple H. They would just take an no, image and no. okay, it's, cool. Some 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 federations allowed you to do that. Like, you know, I'm Stone Cold and you'd play a Stone Cold. That's who you were which I thought was lame. Yeah, you know, I like, agree. I, I already watched Stone Cold on Monday nights. Right. So, but the people, everybody was using a wrestler of Bret Hart. I remember that guy was like Matt Stryker. He called himself Matt Stryker or something like that was Bret Hart. And then you have like, I think that was his name. And then you have all these other guys who were using all these like Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels and Yokozuna and using all these different types of picture bases to be their wrestler and give them new names, kind of develop their character a little bit like, I thought they were kind of like not being very unique with their character, where they were kind of like, they're just being Triple H with a different name. They're mm-hmm. just being Shawn Michaels with a different name. They're just being Stone Cold using the uh, y'all and stomping mud holes. And, and just, that's what you're just being. So I, so I took a picture base <laughs> of someone that was not wrestling related at all that I thought that would be different and unique. And it became something that was, I, I was told by, all the e-federations that I was joining at the time or had knew that I was the first person to ever use a non-wrestler as my picture base. Which is amazing that you, and I was like, using, nobody had thought about that before. Like, Because everybody, the e-wrestling stuff was all about just assuming the role of somebody that was already on TV and maybe just changing the name and just, but they were all really being just like that person. They were, mm-hmm. they were kind of using their words and you can be, it was profanity. It was like, you know, adding ECW elements to it where you can just be like what you wanted, but just being them, but a different name, it seemed like to me. I Doesn't thought, that kind of defeat the purpose of cool. like role-playing though? Because like in role-playing games, you might be a specific race or a character or something, but you make it your own. It's an original, you know? You would think that. And it never, I think in their minds, they were being their own, but they were kind of trying to stay true to the character of picture base they were taking from like, you know, you'd have Triple H you know, uh, that the person was using. And I use that because that guy used Triple H and another guy used uh, Shawn Michaels. The two of those guys, uh, and, and multiple guys would use in different federations, multiple guys using Shawn Michaels as their picture base, multiple guys using Bret Hart. But these two guys in particular that I became not really friends with, but I formed a stable with eventually in, in our, my, my e-wrestling career, um, uh, they were very much DX to the point where we had started a faction. We, we started a faction called rated X. That was our faction. And it it based that off it, which became because they were part of, they were still doing their DX bit because that's what their picture base was. But what I haven't said yet was who my picture base was. And that was, (laughs) I used Peter North, the porn star, Peter North as my picture base. And because he's a muscular guy, it's like that, whatever. And I just, I wanted to be different to the point where people thought I would get messages from people going, dude, um, is that, is that picture of you? Is that really who you are? <laughs> people actually believed it was me. Yes. Yes, it is. But yes, that's 100% me. You should uh, 100% go out and check out, uh, search my name. You'll find me. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was just, um, so that's what I did. And so I developed a whole backstory and, and I'm actually kind of jumping the gun a little bit because he wasn't my first character. My very first character I created was a very wrath type base character. And I called myself the equalizer. That was my name. 
and I did, I just based it off that look and that kind of persona that, that just that, you know, mm-hmm. ring gear type thing. And my particular guy, you, you would have to kind of, when you submitted your wrestler, you had to have what your strengths were and stuff like that. You had to give himself like five basic moves that he always does. These are his five basic moves he always does. And you had your finish, your one finisher, number one, your finisher, number two type of thing. And then like your specialty maneuvers kind of thing. And you had to have like a 10 maneuver basing. That's what you kind of used to send to the promoter, the guy who ran the Federation that would use that kind of stuff to kind of base how he's going to write your character, how he's going to like envision how you're going to win or lose kind of thing, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, so I called him the equalizer and his, uh, his trademark finisher was basically because he's the equalizer, it was using your trademark finisher against you. Makes sense. So that was his. So if your trademark finisher was, uh, you know, a, a pedigree, that's what he'd use against you. He was the pedigree. Uh, and that's how he'd finish you off. Um, and he was okay. He was an okay wrestler. He, he won a couple of titles in, 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 the, in that Savage Wrestling Federation kind of thing. But I really kind of came into my own when I started uh, creating uh, Sweet Pete North. That's what everybody calls him, Sweet <laughs> Pete North. You know, like, and, and to the point where that's such an that's ahead. such an that's such an indie wrestling name. It could be easily pulled off, like isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And so it was like I had to develop. Like I got to the point with him where what it enabled me to do was one, I got to enjoy the love of wrestling, which I was really heavily into wrestling at the time because this is Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. You know, as a matter of fact, I started pre yeah, right around yeah, yeah right at the beginning of the Attitude Era. So uh, and I'm 100 percent convinced. Nobody is ever going to tell me differently. I created that character, Sweet Pete North, almost a full year before the Val Venus character ever came to TV. Interesting. And it made me believe, and a lot of people in the e-wrestling community truly believe that at the time, because WWE was having this big war with uh, WCW, and there was like this war going on, blah, 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 uh, that WCW was, was desperate for creative ideas. And they were scouring the internet, which is really in its infancy, really. To, t- to go out there and find ideas. And to me, I would put it past that. So, I mean, I, so I mean, Valvinus, you, you call me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> You're looking at me right now. I see the look in your eyes right now. But this is after hours. You wanted this shit. You're getting it. So I believe it. it you, you're looking at me that I, I, I think there could be some uh, belief. I think that Sweet Pete North became the Valvinus character because I'm a, por- I'm a former porn star turned wrestler. <laughs> that, that, was my, that was my gimmick. That was my gimmick. <laughs> and so, and I'm telling you, if anybody listen to this, I don't know if anybody's going to be a bit past this whole thing. If anybody listen to this, uh, and I, I hope I didn't ruin it for World's Clay. I hope they never, uh, they listen to us going beyond Unsubscribed. This. I ruin it for us. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, 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 one, got to have my love of wrestling and kind of role play that. Two, to, to role play anonymously almost because I didn't, I'm not going to do this in front of anybody. God, no, mm-hmm. no way. Um, uh, and it got, it got me to develop uh, a little bit of a writing skill. I mean, I, I'm not a writer by any means, but it gave me an idea to kind of be creative, put things on the paper kind of thing. But it also helped me create and be able to learn HTML even more because I had to go out and I, I said, you know what? I'm going to be different than everybody else because nobody else had one. I'm going to make a whole website devoted to my character. Nobody else has that. I'm going to make my own character. And I did it. I built it. And if you go, anybody listening to this goes online and does a search for Sweet Pete North e-wrestling, you're going to find links to find it. And my old, I'm telling you how old it was, is an Angel Fire account. That's how old this That's old. website was. Yes. So, and that Angel Fire account still exists. 
That's amazing. I checked it out before we talked about this. It's still there. Uh, the the photo galleries doesn't doesn't exist anymore because I eventually had like a valet who was Chantel who was also a porn star. Uh, I made it uh, and I had uh, uh, Janine uh, who was end up uh, becoming she's a big time she was a big time porn star. They were both my valets, but I dropped Janine and kept Chantel. I wrote a whole backstory for her. So everything on my website, I created all of that. I created a whole bio on him on how he got in the business. I created the bio on her, how she got in the business. I kept a record of all of my titles. I kept a record of the history of the Rated X uh, stable, you know, uh, a faction that we created. Um, it was just, it was just, it came all encompassing. And it was at a time too, when, when I got heavy into it, I became an employee of AOL. I got uh, the company I worked for, for Air Media, uh, went out of business and I ended up getting hired by American Online. And that became a big corporation for me to work for. Well, I came in at towards like the tail end of a development program of, of um, thing called Personal Publisher 3. So that was a way to kind of let people build websites without knowing any HTML and you just mm-hmm. kind of put your stuff in, boom, you have a sure. website up in five minutes. Um, and they put me on, cause I came in on it. They put me on the, the thank yous. I got this little plaque and I got a special little book that had my name on it. Like, oh, I didn't, and I did nothing. <laughs> I did zero input on that project at all, but because I was part of the team. So I had like almost eight months of being paid a good salary at AOL for literally doing nothing and just sitting there. And basically I developed ComCollect, which became WTC. I developed a website for uh, Sweet Pete North. <laughs> I did all this stuff and just kind of furthered my HTML knowledge and learning different things and copying JavaScript commands and dumping on my page going, oh my God, does that? And then kind of changing things and having blinkers things and having things scroll and all, learning all those things from scratch. So I would literally open notepad and type in bracket, HTML bracket, bracket, body, bracket. And I did just create my page and then dump things in there and try to play with it. And that's how I learn HTML. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's It's interesting that e-wrestling would teach you fundamental skills in life. I would never. Really? Wrestling. My, yeah. my, because of my love of wrestling. Right. Uh, kept me. Now, a fun tidbit about that is I had my first ever idea and never knew how to do it. My first idea was to create wrestling cars based on e-wrestling characters. And I didn't, the technology didn't exist at the time for me to right. do it. Or maybe it did, but it was super expensive, and I couldn't didn't have any companies to go to to make them for me. And but I, you know, I remember having an idea going, "That'd be kind of cool to have a Sweet Pete North trading card, man." And if I ever met Peter North, I could have him sign it. Which, of course, I met him many times because, again, I'm a very blatant, blunt, very open person like that. So if anybody knows that about me, uh, I had a very uh, it wasn't I didn't collect porn. I didn't, uh, wasn't an avid watcher of porn. I was extremely fascinated by the industry of porn to the point where I would go to conventions. I would see these uh, people. I wanted to know, why would you want to get into this? What would make you want to get into the field of pornography? Also, but I, not to cut you off, but isn't there like, there's a crossover between 
that and wrestling and general entertainment they all kind of like at these conventions they all can kind of make and um like horror and there's like all those conventions can kind of intermingle to me well here's the thing about thing about wrestling people don't think about when i I, you know my booking business i work with a lot of wrestlers a lot of people in the booking industry call me oh you're the wrestling guys like and for a long time, I hated that that name. Like I'm the wrestling guy. But like, well, no, dude, I've got movie and TV and music people that I represent as well too. Um, but I kind of embrace it now because I said, okay, fine. Because wrestling is easy to book anywhere. I can book them in a comic con, a pop culture type convention, a horror type convention, a porn convention. You can put them in almost anything because wrestling has that appeal where it crosses mm-hmm. over so many different genres. And so it's not so much that horror finds its way into wrestling and then it's more like wrestling finds its way into all these other things because mm-hmm. wrestling is so global and everything and so that's why i kind of like in the porn industry it's a very shady business a lot of you know shitty producers and you know really underhanded directors oh it sounds like pro wrestling like, oh yeah exactly and <laughs> there's just a lot of that stuff going on and we're, and we're talking you know i've been fascinated since like the late 80s you know uh yeah, mid to late 80s, actually, mid 80s, you know, as a teenager, um, you know, it's just like people have sex on film and they get paid for it. That's that's weird. I mean, <laughs> it just was weird to me. And so I became fascinated by that. So in that realm, I would go to these conventions and one of the conventions I would go to every year was called the CES show, the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas. Years ago, your badge for CES used to get you into the adult convention that was going on as well at the same time every year as CES. Of course, that doesn't exist anymore now. It, you know, you're, the adult con is a whole separate entity to cost you arm and leg to get into that. And then you have CES as a whole other different thing. But back then you can get in with your badge. Your CES badge got you in the porn convention. So I'd go to the porn convention for a day and I'd go and meet all these stars. And at the time, you know, I meet like Marilyn Chambers. I got to meet, you know, Ginger Lynn and Amberlynn. And of course, years later, I got to work with Ginger Lynn in a convention scene. I, I book her for a, a horror convention because she was in Devil's Rejects. Right. Um, and then, uh, you know, you'd meet all these different stars at the time, you know, Amberlynn and Porsche Lynn. And I meet uh, Christy Canyon. And, uh, you know, you meet uh, Eric Wallace and Peter North and Ron Jeremy and all these guys like that. And uh, I remember going one year and I'm, I'm like, knee deep into like e-wrestling at this time and people are like just i'm doing very well with the sweet pete north thing i have a very good creative flow going <laughs> that with name him. just cracks me up every time you say yeah it. it's so yeah. good sweet pete north oh and part of my catchphrase like you know i put the es i put the spn and espn that was like one of my catchphrases like that you know that's the best uh it was just so it was so cheesy it was just it works you know it's wrestling and, that's why it works um, so, but but part of it was the writing was like not only do you you go on there it's like you you don't just go on and start cutting a promo like you know hey Zan I'm gonna come Sunday at the pay per view I'm gonna kick your ass you know, it wasn't like, like that you had to write like you know uh, you know black you know fade in you know uh, in a hotel lobby it's like that you know just you know you see the legs you know you have to describe the scene so a person has this vision of what is going on like you know you know you see uh expensive shoes and, and pants like that and you know, but you don't see who that belongs to sitting in a, in a chair because a camera comes in from behind and moves it moves That's in there's a palm tree and there's a palm tree sitting there. but guys didn't write like that guys would like say um uh, i'm in a hotel i walk outside there's a camera. Hey, Zen. That, 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 that was that was their thing. That's how they cut. 
I tried to be more detail oriented where I would like, you know, you know, have a camera padding in, panning in slowly where it fade from black into colors like that kind of thing and come in and you see it, and all of a sudden the camera comes in and it's like, it's Pete North. And he's just there's like, oh, you guys have caught me again kind of thing. You know, you're like, you're just kind of like, it, it's, it's very natural and organic. Like it had to be organic. It wasn't, you wanted to make it as believable as possible. Like it's like really writing a script, you know, kind of thing. And that's what I wrote. And I had a lot of time to do it. And sometimes I just, phone it in and sometimes i really think about it like i don't like this guy like i legit didn't like this guy online and i you know i didn't like the way he portrayed his character because he was like he was being like very abusive like he had certain things in his in his promos you want to call it that his write-ups that were like that was lame like first off do you even use spell check like i get really you know <laughs> it'd be stupid like is your guy that dumb in real life that you're trying to portray your guys being dumb or are you just dumb because <laughs> And I'd, so I would like go out of my way to really embarrass somebody with my writing in a, in a, in a promo. And it was just a message board and a mm -hmm. message board and you go in and you have a thread and you just kind of go at each other. Boom, 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 boom. And some guys would come and go, dude, that was awesome. Or this was so cool. Like I could totally see that happening. And then I'm guessing the would promoter would book off of that then. Correct. Like the more, the more, uh, you know, again, like the more butts fill in the seats because of you, the higher up you're going to go, man, I'm, I'm going to put you in a title scene now. Yeah. It was very mimicking wrestling in a sense that a promoter of that uh, website would look at it and kind of go, this guy is like really causing a scene over here. People are like really responding to them. Are they like, you know, hey, F you or whatever. Because, you know, free, you know, either F you or whatever like that. Or going like, hey, man, I really like this guy, man. I think, And then you get people like, hey, um, I love your character. You want to form a stable with me. Hey, I love your character. You want to form a faction with me. And you're like, I know, I know, I know, I know. And then you kind of like, I got drawn into that forming a stable and a faction. I'll tell you that whole rated X thing, which was very DX like, but we took it to a different level, a little bit kind of thing where we have more liberties that you wouldn't get on TV mm -hmm. kind of thing. And uh, it just kind of grew from there. It just really grew from there. It just, just, there's so much aspects to it. It was just, um, I even got to the point where I helped co-runner federation. And uh, it became like a lot more work than I anticipated. And at that time, also real life sure. uh, asked me to do more things. So I had to kind of fizzled away and then like, I want to get back. So I missed it, but I, was, I didn't miss all the politics. It was politics. It was like being in a real wrestling company. It really was. That's the whole point. I think really is mimicking yeah. that you're, that's the whole point of role playing. And here you go. I mean, it's a perfect example. It was just, um, it was a very fascinating time and I really enjoyed doing it for a few years that I did it. Um, and at the, at, the, at the highest point of that career of Sweet Pete North, um, I even actually, I got bored with that character after a while. I felt that I took everything I did with that guy to a certain level and I, got, I had like a, a, like a creative block with him. So to kind of unblock it, I created another character and I based it off of like an X-Files character named Korchev from X-Files. And I made this character named Fox Korchev. And Fox Korchev was supposed to be this uh, student of SPN because he's, you know, Peter North is older. You know, I, uh, you know, he's kind of like in the twilight of his career kind of thing, whatever. And, and so I had this guy became like, Peter North became like a manager type thing while still wrestling, but kind of teaching this guy then i had uh i kind of just gave an injury to peter north had him go away and just kind of focused on fox for a while and then it just didn't really take off he was a little more meticulous type of guy a little more i don't know it was just it was hard to get in that role i even tried getting into a um a federation once going maybe i need something different i like i'm gonna be stone cold 
I'm just going to be Stone Cold. And I took on the character of Stone Cold. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just didn't have fun with that at all. There was no, nothing. Yeah, it doesn't seem like you could have as much creative liberty with it. No, it's like trying to be Stone Cold and a little bit more that he couldn't be on TV kind of thing. I just thought right. ah, it wasn't fun to me. It wasn't fun for me. So, so it's just you, a weird thing. Do you know if, is e-wrestling still a thing? I mean, as much as we're I think relying, it, I believe it is. As much as we're relying on the internet, I would think that it could be so much more, uh, so much better done now than it could when you were playing. And I just, you know, I, is, I it, imagine. is it so like, um, underground or the lowest hanging fruit of entertainment that like people just don't talk about it that participate <laughs> in it i'd be honest with you i haven't looked to see if there's actually any currently running e-federations like that i think there still are i would be surprised that there wasn't what i would be surprised about those that maybe still are running if they're still running and functioning the same way they used to because technology now allows us with like with zoom and with things that mm -hmm. people can actually cut video promos and stuff like that I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I took it to a level at the time that was still in its early infancy at the time where uh, it was just people trying to do this, that, and the other. They're all kind of being the same. And I took it to a point where not only did I go meet Peter Norris, and I think I was telling you about this off air at one point. So I went to a convention once and right across the aisle from each other, there's Peter North, who I'm going to go introduce myself to for the first time at that time, because uh, I had met him several times after that. Uh, and then right across from is Nicole Bass and Nicole Bass had some little, I guess she had something to do with the porn industry at some point. I'm not sure, but, uh, she had some kind of a replica belt with her. And I just immediately thought I got to get, I got to get that belt your from picture. her to Peter North <clears throat> to get a picture of him holding a belt. And so I talked to her, she seemed, she was very sweet and very nice. And she seemed like a little heads, like, I don't get it. Like, I'm literally right there. Here's my camera. Here's my badge here. Everything you need for collateral. I'm going to be right there to take a picture with him. like that. Uh, if, if you, you know, whatever you need, I need my camera though, I guess. I need to get my camera. <laughs> and so I need to get my, so I went over and she let me have the belt. I went over across the thing and she's, I can feel her watching me. And I gave it to him. I explained to him what's going on. He laughed about that. Goes, are you effing kidding me? That's, that's, that's hilarious. And yeah. I go, it's just a weird thing. And uh, I'd really like to take a picture of you. Can you like, like maybe one hold it above your head and like one over your shoulder kind of things like that. And uh, I got those pictures of him uh, holding the belt. So like that. And Are I those pictures still around time. anywhere? I got it. They're on an old drive somewhere. Cause I've saved all my old hard drives. I'm sure I have that picture somewhere. Oh, you got to post just, that sometime. It's hilarious. It's just uh, trying to explain to someone who knew one, nothing about wrestling and then two about e-wrestling on top of that. And then explaining like, I'm using you as my picture base to do my, as my wrestler. Right. Uh, it was just, um, it was funny, a little embarrassing, but it was, uh, it was funny cause I, I didn't care. I mean, I also didn't kind of care, but. Yeah. Um... It's just uh, a lot of, it creates a lot of ways for you to do different things whether it be a writing skill and in my case it was an html skill mm -hmm. uh because without it to tie it all into trading cards really without the aspect of like hey it'd be kind of cool to have a trading card for my e-wrestling stuff um it it if without that knowledge and doing that stuff it never would have gave me the skills to build a website which never would have made Comcollect, which never would have had wtc i never expected to hear the lineage of that starting with e-wrestling <laughs> when we started doing this i was like oh, i don't know what's going to expect but you know you what are. i i 
here having a conversation with you and telling you my story about it uh, for the first time, that's, that's where I have just now for the first time connected all those dots. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, and actually, the it connected some other dots for me that I wanted to bring up. We talked a little bit before. Um, one thing that I, I didn't get to do the e-wrestling, but even when I was younger, before the internet was even a thing, do you remember the write-in wrestling federations? It was like imaginary wrestling yes. federation. They were always in the after mags and you get to pick like so many moves and stuff like that. Did you ever actually get to participate in that? Or do you know how those work? Are they in relation to how the e-wrestling works? Do you know? And I'm in the same boat than you would be when it comes to e-wrestling. It's like that. I knew about them and I never participated in them. Interesting. Okay. Um, the Did other thing... No, because I always wanted to, and my mom was always, because again, I was a kid, and my mom's like, you're not sending in the money to do this. It's a rip-off. I'm like, okay, whatever, <laughs> mom. So that's when I was like taking what was in front of me on the magazine, and I started doing it with my figures. And then later on, as I got older, I started finding, there's a thing called booking simulators, and there's these games out there for the PC that are free. Most of them are free. Um, Total Extreme Warfare, I think, and maybe Extreme Warfare Revenge. I think if I remember right, those are the names of a couple of them. And Wait, I think those are the ones that would run simulations for E-Federations. Could be. But I think you, those might be it. They had like, um, you basically you're the, you're the booker, you're the promoter, and you would have to actually pay contracts and pay talent and book buildings and okay. stuff like that. And I was like, man, this is, this is like the best because this is what I did when I was like 10 years old you know, with my wrestling figures in my room, booking pay-per-views and stuff. And then fast forward to where I'm an adult and I can do these things for free on this computer. And then they actually had an online component where you could, you know, sign people that they, they weren't, they were portraying like bookers or certain wrestlers kind of like e-wrestling, but they weren't doing their own promos, so to speak in the game. It was just like, okay, this is a character I'm using, whatever. But um, another thing completely off topic I wanted to mention, cause you're talking about adult industry and wrestling and how they cross over. <laughs> were, were you living in California at the time? Yes. Where at? LA. Okay. What's your experience with XPW? Oh, I went to, I never went to, a, uh, any of their events when they were on a regular thing, but I did go to their, uh, reunion show, their final show they did. Oh, cool. Uh, and I went with Dave, I went with David Porto uh, from uh, WTC co-owner. And I was at the time working for RVD. And so uh, he asked me that while I was there, could I please pick up Sabu and bring him over to the house? So I said, sure. I'd never met Sabu at that point in my life. Um, and uh, they had like, it was, um, who was there? Supreme versus mm -hmm. uh, 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 Chaos and Homeless match. Jimmy. And chaos. Yeah. Chaos. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Homeless Jimmy wasn't there that night, but they have like, it was a lot of ECW guys there. They had Sandman, Raven, the Gangsters, um, uh, Sabu, Terry Funk. Um, so there's a lot of ECW alumni there. Then you had like the porn star guys. You had like, what's his face uh, on the promotion? Rob Black. Doing, you know, in prison. So like, yeah, Rob Black. And then you have like Lizzie Borden and uh, other girls, uh, people were there. It's like that. Um, so they, um, it was it was it was a West Coast version of ECW, really what mm -hmm. it was. But but also but also infusing the porn industry stuff into it too as well. Um, and uh, it was it was intense, man. It was like 
in this auditorium, like a, like a high school gymnasium, I think it was like that. So we had like the, um, uh, all the seats were like, we would sit out like, during gym class, like all the seats up there. Mm-hmm. And I remember that, um, Supreme chaos, they came up in the stands and smacking the, uh, uh, um, uh, light uh, bulbs like, the light that. Tubes, like yeah. shattering everywhere that yeah, light tubes <laughs> shattering everywhere and watching like the mark just instantly show up on his back like there's a mark all in blood <laughs> so, you know it's just it was crazy and you know Sabu was in no condition to wrestle that night so they had to kind of last minute do something where he couldn't wrestle you know I think Terry Funk was like the commissioner of the nights like that and said you know he proclaimed that Sabu was going to be replaced by someone else da, 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 da. and I can't remember who he played and X-Pac came out it was supposed to be New Jack's farewell as well he, he cut a promo in the ring where he was done with wrestling. So I think, of course he didn't, but yeah. Um, uh, and then, you know, I had to go and give um, uh, Sabu right over to <laughs> Rob's house. And that was a whole different experience all on its own. <laughs> you should save that for the next episode of after dark. <laughs> I will. I will. Yeah. So, I, but also it started my, my relationship with him too. So I've developed a, a pretty decent relationship with him over the years too. So. I've always been a. I feel. I feel. I feel for him right now. As a matter of fact, though, yeah, I really do with uh, super genius like that. I I send him my condolences on that. So, but um, really nice guy. I've always been a fan of XPW. I just wanted to get your take on that. Like when I was growing up, um, I was a teenager at the time when XPW was out, and I was like, oh, this is an ECW ripoff. But as I started like digging into it, I was like, this has a really cool indie feel, and I was just obsessed with indies at the time because you know all we had was wcw and wwf on tv so like anything else outside of there i thought was cool and i'm i think they get kind of a kind of a bad rap for just being a ripoff when you actually go back and watch a lot of it it's it's like their tv is not the greatest wrestling but it's still entertaining and they were the first ones along with czw to really start doing a lot of serious deathmatch stuff in the united states and um, there's actually going to be dark side of the ring coming up on parts later this year, season two on XPW. So I can't wait to see what that's going to be about. Yeah, I, I, I'll definitely watch that. I would be surprised if they didn't have something from that, that, that last show. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I might see myself on, on, on the screen. Who knows? <laughs> might also see sweet Pete North on there. You never know. No, no, you're not going to see that. It, it, Cause they, they had weird guys there. So like they had like the hardcore homo um yeah angel uh, yeah. Who, yeah he'd come out with like a you know a vibrator or a dildo wrapped in barbed wire and stuff like that that was his his gimmicks like that and i have i have an eight by ten signed by him because they had eight by tens i had sure. him i had uh, damien 666 i have i loved it um, mexico uh, mexico's Supreme. most wanted wasn't it uh it was like him and yeah. halloween i think uh him and halloween and uh his son is also a wrestler too it's so like yep. that so mm-hmm. um Used to watch, I watched them wrestle once at, I got my picture with both those guys at a Cauliflower Alley Club um, uh, event. So they do like all kinds of events that weekend too. They have like a wrestling event on Friday night and then do their stuff on Saturday with their um, uh, induction ceremonies on Saturday night. It's, it's No, it's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's what it was, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's a really weird convention during the week. But uh, yeah, it was, it was an experience. Yeah, and it, you know what? It kind of actually had a feel when I think about it now, it kind of had a feel of like an, an e-wrestling type of feel to it too <laughs> just because it was so it was so like it was crazy and wild and people just cutting promos cutting promos with very limited type of wrestling going on uh sounds and, very and e-wrestling just trying to entertain you that way and it sounds very it's so it's, it, it's actually very e-wrestling. yeah sweet beat north would do really well in there well we're gonna wrap <laughs> up been this... a champion there uh, could have could have would have should have i guess there's <laughs> yeah. a promo for you <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, we're going to close the uh, right. first episode of After Dark with Worlds Collide. Uh, hey, wait, 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 we, we, did call, we did tie a little bit of trading card stuff into it, though, so. Oh, once, speaking well, of that, let's tie. Well, I said we are going to close. I got one more thing. Phil Singer Games. I know you're familiar with those. Yes. That was another thing, actually, in the past, like, um, I don't know, like 2012, 2013. I got really into the Phil Singer game stuff because once again, I could book my own promotions. It was a dice rolling game. It involved actual wrestling trading cards that were sometimes limited. So that was a perfect little segment for me for a time being that kind of wrapped all that stuff in together. So I'm actually going to try to save. Go we ahead. should save an episode to talk about that, actually, because I kind of want to get your opinion on them. Are they cards? Are they not cards? I mean, yeah, so because I, um, I kind of want to talk about that. CZW's got a set in there that's got the very first MJF card in it that nobody talks okay. about. So I think that's a good idea. Well, that'll be a regular episode, not an After Dark. We're After Dark's going to be for the yeah, special non-wrestling card kind of weird stuff like today so yeah so i i don't even know where we go from here when it comes to this topic this this format i don't I'm know sure we do. can find something about maybe like the time i ran into greg valentine in the urinal or you know who knows what's going to happen hey you, you ran into a wrestler in the urinal too i took a piss at the new york new york right next to hulk hogan at the urinal once <laughs> <laughs> Grand, it was a grand opening week, uh, the grand opening weekend of uh, New York, New York, or uh, around the month, actually. And I uh, went to use the bathrooms like that, and in comes walking Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Stay tuned. For, right next to me. Stay tuned for the next episode, <laughs> Peeing with Wrestlers. <laughs> That's totally after dark. All right, man. I appreciate it. was fun. Yep. Thanks guys for listening. Hopefully you've uh, stuck with us for this long. If not, that's okay. No problem. Just stay tuned for the next regular episode of Rolls Collide. <laughs> Tony, let everybody know where they can find you. I don't know if they want to find me after this. Uh, it's going to be <laughs> everything's at wrestlingtradingcards.com. Everything's there. Everything. And you can find me at Zan Morning on most social platforms, wrestling with cards on YouTube. And of course, check the links below for show notes to all of our youtube social media websites all that fun stuff if you like this show or if you don't and you like the other worlds collide podcasts about wrestling cards and <laughs> other wrestling stuff please subscribe share it and leave us a review let us know what you like don't like if you've got a topic you want discussed for the regular show or the after dark show hit us up dms are open emails are there and until next time see ya.